You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Abby, Hello? welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Dr. Gray, how are you? I am good. What is your question today? Well, my question relates to how my GPA fluctuated um, because of a mental illness that I was dealing with um, back in the day. So what happened was um, in high school, I got the opportunity to um, go to college early as part of a full-time dual enrollment um, program. So I had the chance of getting my AA as well as my high school diploma together. It was just full-time dual enrollment. I said, sure, yes, let's do it. Um, but also during that, and it was free, so I'm like, you know what? I'll sign up for it. I'll get my AA early, and I'll graduate college early, and it'll be great. Um, but then um, during that time, too, I was dealing with um, figuring out a medication that worked with my mental illness. Um, I um, am currently taking medication for um, being bipolar. So, um, with, if, for those who don't know, bipolar, being bipolar basically means some days you're very just depressed, other days you're just go, 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 and your mind races, and you're in a kind of like a manic type of state. So, my junior year, um, I was trying out some medications, and none of them really worked um, during that time. So, um, I was just doing as well as I usually did. I was, like, for most of high school, middle school, I was doing, like, I was getting A's, and it was no problem. I was used to, like, I just knew what I had to do to get good grades. Um, but then, ironically, um, my psychiatrist finally um, found, you know, I finally found the perfect mix for my medications that would work out the best for me to make me feel, you know, happy, stable. Um, and I realized that my mind was different. so was acting different, was wired in a different way. And I wasn't used to how, I wasn't familiar to how my brain was now starting to work. So, and as on top of that as well, um, my senior year, which is, you know, right, right after my junior year, which I will, did really well, my senior year, I also decided since I did so well my junior year that I was going to do everything. So I became a yearbook editor-in-chief. I became vice president of this business club. I, like, did all of this other stuff. But I didn't know how yet I how to adapt my studying and thinking methods, I guess. Um, so I did really poorly that fall term of that fall term of my senior year. Like and when when you I say senior that, year, that you're still talking in high school, right? But you're taking dual enrolled dual enrollment courses, so that's college mm -hmm. courses as well. Right. So okay. at that point in time, from a transcript point of view, yeah. my senior year I would have been a sophomore. Correct. So this is my sophomore year of college, but okay. also. I was like 17. Yeah. Um, so then um, I was doing all this stuff and I was trying to balance it. And at the, like, I, I did terribly by fall of 2017. I, and it was also um, the first time I took such a heavy science load. So basically, I took all science classes and my macroeconomics, and I ended up with like a 1.8 GPA that term. It was terrible. And it was also a wake up call. So um, my senior year, like part of my spring term, I decided to take it easy. We take calculus, which is calculus one, which is a class that I failed. Mm -hmm. And I did fine. You know, I got a B. Everything graduates perfectly fine. Back then, I didn't realize 
that that would still have an impact right now on me. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 terrible. Um, so right, um, I transferred to a four year institution, mm-hmm. um, and I got uh, basically a full ride for four years. Okay. So instead of graduating early, I just decided to take the full four years and major in neuroscience and minor in psychology and Spanish literature. Wow. So. Um, I was like, you know what, this is going to be great. I'll, like, get the whole thing. I'll I'll do great and awesome, whatever. So then my freshman year, I also decided to do the same thing. I did my junior year of high school. Um, I, like, you know, took it easy, took all my sciences, everything, just to stay on track, try to transition. You know, this was my first time away from home, um, living in the dorms, all this stuff. Yeah. And I did great. Good. Wonderful. Wow. And at this point in time, I was perfectly, like, I... Like, my medications were perfectly in tune with, with, with what I was doing. I knew how I worked. Good. I, like, learned how I worked newly. So, so I was So how did you happy. do – how have you done grade-wise? Let's, let's speed up the, the question here. How did you do grade-wise once you started the four-year university? Have you done well? No big issues since you transferred? Well, I actually have a spreadsheet, so. Um, I don't need a full breakdown. Well, just, just general. I mean, science – for my science GPA – I've done much better. Okay. Um, yeah, just comparing both science GPAs from both institutions, um, I'm doing much better at the four-year institution. What's, what's your um, full science GPA at this point with all of your classes? For the AMC or ACOMIS? Uh, do double AMC. Double uh, AMC science would be 3.367. Okay. And what about ACOMIS? ACOMIS would be 3.44. So a little bit higher because that calculus isn't counted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so if you're listening to this and you don't know why that is, math is not counted as a science in ACOMIS for the TO application. Okay, so you're around 3334, depending on what application you're looking at. What's your overall GPA? Cumulative, it's a 3.52. Okay, so decent overall GPA. So overall, your grades aren't bad. Right, this they're not two point eight, two point seven. Uh, you have what sounds like a good, strong upward trend, which is great, and and what you need to have. Um, so is the question like, how do you reconcile that red flag in your application because it was partly caused or fully caused by um, dealing with this mental illness and and adjusting your medications to to what works for you. Um, well, it's actually two things. Um, number one, it is a red flag that um, fall term of my uh, senior year in high school. Um, but it's also, um, I also was thinking about including it in my personal statement um, because. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's where the red flag would be. There's no there's no other place for the red flag. Where are you thinking? Oh, okay. Oh, because I know some medical schools um, that, like, I, I've just, like, talked to different admissions directors, mm-hmm. and they tell me that they have a section for any additional information yeah, that in the, they... Yeah, in the secondary, potentially, yeah. <laughs> you, you could put that there. So I, I think in your situation, m- mental illness is a tough one. And so there are a couple of different ways to look at it. The first way is to say, you know what? My mental illness is me. It's part of me. It's who I am. I'm open to talk about it, and if the school doesn't like it, oh well. Right, so that's one way to look at it. 
And the other way to look at it is, you know what, this is it's my illness and it's none of their business. And yes, I struggled partly because of it or maybe a lot because of it. Um, but it's still none of their business. And so I'm not going to mention it. I, okay. I prefer um, and I recommend going with the second one because mental illness could be seen as a big, a big red flag to the admissions committee. Are you going to be a liability when it comes to having a student who can graduate on time? Right? And if you have some sort of um, manic episode or whatever where you kind of go off the rails and you get behind a semester or whatever, <laughs> right? So just thinking big picture, right? Um, yeah. What, what can happen? Right, and the stress of medical school, lack of sleep, and and poor eating habits, and lack of exercise, and everything else that affects mental illness, is that going to be an issue? So, right, I I think it's easy enough to explain, to say, look, it was my senior year of high school, I took on way too much, and it affected my grades. Uh, unfortunately, because I was dual enrolled, it affected my college grades as well. But you know what? It was a learning experience. Uh, experience. I was young. Uh, I've learned better time management skills. I've learned not to take on too much. That explains it without having to go into mental illness as well. Right. Okay. Well, with that in mind, um, then, okay, so another reason, like, a good portion of the reason why I want to be a physician is because of the mental illness that I had and, mm -hmm. like, well, have had in remission, however you want to go about it. Um, and I don't know if in my personal statement I should say, you know, because this is part of my story. You know, yep. a lot of times people who apply to medical schools use, yep. um, talk about the, 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 the condition that a family member or they themselves have. Yep. And this is what, I guess, brought me to um, really love the field of medicine and, specific, yep. like, and specifically neuroscience yep. for, you know. In, in that case, it's hard to avoid talking about it. If it's a big part of your reason why you want to be a physician and the personal statement is all about why you want to be a physician, it's kind of hard to avoid. Are there, is there different kind of language that you can use to say, yeah, with my illness, I was exposed to these physicians, blah, 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 right? So you could be very generic about it. Um you could potentially, if there is mental illness, typically bipolar um, disorder, uh, there's a family member that has it as well, a mom, a dad, whoever, uh, and you could potentially kind of spin it as to you saw how they were treated and, and made you want to be a physician without kind of throwing yourself under the bus, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but there are, there, are, there are ways to kind of mute without calling out specifically, right? So I had, here, here's, a, here's an example recently. I had a student who was writing about a rare genetic condition that she had that, ca that caused um, facial deformities. It caused her, the, su the suture lines in her skull to fuse prematurely and, cause it, and, and caused a lot of uh, deformities. And she named the disease, uh, the genetic condition, in her personal statement. And right off the bat, what that person reading the personal statement is going to do is go to Google and type in the name of that uh, genetic condition and go, ooh, I wonder what she looks like, right? What, what is that 
genetic condition, what does that facial deformity look like? Because we, with our minds, we love to use our senses and trying to picture those words and that condition is what we will immediately go to, right? And so if you say, hey, I have bipolar disorder in your personal statement, the picture that people are going, going to go to are their Aunt Susie who had bipolar disorder and was, was off the rails. They picture Carrie Matheson from <laughs> Homeland, right, who has bipolar disorder and what she looked like on TV show. Um, and I think she's a great character for bipolar disorder. Um, so they, show? A Homeland on Showtime. Great show. Okay, the, the, main, the main character is, has bipolar. Um, and, and she does a very, very good job of uh, portraying it. Except the last season, a little off. But anyway, um, I, I think there are ways to talk about the mental illness without naming it. And, and try to see if you can do that. And if you can do it up to a level where you are happy with it, where you still think it's your story, then I would try to go that route. If you get to that point and you're like, you know what, it's just not telling my story enough, then go full bore, name it, do whatever you need to do, but understand that there may be consequences on the other end from the person reading it. Okay. All right. So when touching briefly upon it in my personal statement, should I then just say I have a condition or should I go into, say, a mental illness? Is there a, pref- is there a better way to word it? Um, um, because you, I- you don't even need to say condition. You can just say, you know what, needing a lot of, of care from physicians growing up, right? And you can just say, say it like that, um, as generic as possible. Okay, that's really generic. Wow, okay. Yeah. Right, but, but you still have to be you, and you still have to tell your story, or else it's not a good personal statement. So try to find that balance that, that okay. tells your story and kind of prevents you from from calling yourself out okay all right that's that was very very helpful because that sounds like a much because you're right you know people are gonna think i am gonna go on a rampant manic episode which i haven't had in years yeah it's just you're gonna you're gonna spend all of your your uh uh, financial aid money on a big spending spree, and you're not going to have any money left for for everything else, right? That's that's. Oh the, my gosh! That's I didn't pictures. even do that without. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do that before when I was at Medicaid. Yeah, which is but that funny. that's but what's that in the textbooks. Right. right, that's what's in the textbooks. Yeah. All, All right. right. Wow. Hopefully that was helpful. Thank you. That was very helpful. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Gray. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram as well on Medical School HQ.